A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow! And I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, welcome along to another edition of History Box, and we are still uh, uh, rummaging around the Rolling Stones video for the song Too Much Blood from 1983. Yeah. Um, it's quite an epic. Um, it didn't make the top 100 at all. Um, I mean, it must have been a single because... It's got a video. You know, there's a video for it. But I'm wondering how it couldn't even manage to get into the fucking top 100. I'm going to have a look and see if it's on... The top 100 the of Skogs. what? Of, of that year? The top, the, no, the top 100 singles chart. of. Uh, well, Eddie this is what we, we talked about this in episode one. This is what I find fascinating, is that the Stones had a fallow period. In the 80s, the Stones were not a band. I was aware of them mm. as a 60s band. I wouldn't have known that they existed as a like an actual operate. I, th- I wouldn't have known they were operational. Right when I was a kid in the 80s I remember in the late 80s they brought an album out I think it was called Wheels of Steel is that right or Steel Wheels Steel Wheels yeah and I thought and that was I was like fucking hell I thought they were all dead right but what I'm saying is they were going but they were not a big deal and now it's just taken for granted that the Stones have always been like the biggest band in the world but in this era no one there was they were an obscure fucking historical act no one was buying their records. Well, but what's no, interesting no, no. is, to, to this song fair, is a great song. No, but the album that it was from had Undercover of the Night, which was a hit single. The first right. single from the album was a right. hit. Well, this is better so than just, that. that that's, I don't that, think it is. I, I know you really like that one. And I looked at it, and the video, weirdly, is extremely similar to the video <laughs> yeah. of Too Much Blood. To the, it's the exact same concept where there's a woman watching yeah. TV and then the Rolling Stones sort of turn up round her rig right so they yeah. use the same concept for both assuming I, I think they might have even shot them back to back I mm. happen to think that this song the reason we're doing the deep dive is because the video is fucking strange and the and we haven't even got to the best bits in the song yet which is when Jagger starts rapping and that's why we're doing it but all of that aside I actually think it's a great song yeah um, I'm, I've looked and it appears to have just been a US only single release and only on 12 inch because that Arthur Baker 12 inch mm. remix of it which is about 12 minutes long is on there so now I'm looking on Discogs to see if I can buy a copy of the 12 inch single of it oh. but it's it's not cheap it's a bit of a collector's item so um, so yeah that's why it didn't make the top 100 in the UK because it was never a single right uh, here anyway um, but how far did we get? We just got into the bit where um, 
We got the introduction, wouldn't we? And they're in the stones themselves are in this dilapidated old ruin. Some ruins, yeah, the ruins of an um, old medieval castle or or, or yeah. monastery. There's a woman. She sat home in her gym jams, and she's guzzling bloody Marys like they're going out of fashion. She mm. lives in an apartment in a shipyard, and she she reads Time magazine, and it's just about murder, murder, murder. Then she thinks, "Fuck this! This is doing my head in." So she has another black bloody Mary and switches on the box to try and distract herself. But on the box, all she can find is murder, murder, murder. So you start to yeah. get a sense this is about a woman living in a modern world that is so terrifyingly violent that she has to settle her nerves by solo-boshing Smirnoff and tomato juice every night. And you yeah. think, okay, they've established it. This is a sign of the time song, right? This is this is mm-hmm. a, um, what what do you call it? Uh, state of, I can't remember. Anyway, state, state, of the nation? state of the nation type song they've written there. The, the, world. The, the stones have got a bit more political, right? Um, then you think, where do the stones come into all this? Well, they turn up on the box and then bang, you're, they're inexplicably in some medieval ruins. Yeah. Jagger is going fucking berserk. Yeah, and it's very well Char- lit as well. Charlie Watts is just grinning in the background. Yeah, it's nicely lit, so they're in kind of... They're, sometimes they're in bright light, then sometimes they're in shadows. Um, Jagger is, yeah, writhing around. The, um, it then cuts back to the woman's uh, Bloody Mary, which is spilt... The glass has been tipped over. Has she done that? Has some kind of powerful force done it? Yeah. I don't really know. Um, there's a brass section in the in the medieval castle as well, giving it some. Charlie looks... Charlie looks slightly heroined, I'm yeah. going to say. He's relaxed. He looks as though he may be... Um, he probably took so. He said, We've got, I've got to make a video with that fucking band I'm in. I forget their name. But um, they pay well, so I'm gonna. I've got to do it, but I'll have to take something to get me through it. It'll be a fucking nightmare. The singer one, Michael, mm. he's just go. He thinks it's some sort of fucking dancing showcase, um, and I have to sit there just banging away at the drums, trying to pretend it's not happening. He always, um, he always referred to them as his band, though, didn't he? He always thought it was his group. Yeah, and the rest of them were kind of his fucking puppets, <laughs> which I like. But he did, he did have a problem with heroin. Did he? Charlie Watts. Well, that's very um, jazz, isn't it? It's the jazz. It's the jazz's yeah. choice of drug, heroin. There he is. He says a quote from him saying, the terrible time in the mid-80s was everything else from a romantic role play. It seems so innocuous to begin with that it went downhill at an insane rate. Soon you don't know what you're doing anymore. Alcohol, speed, heroin for almost two years. And in the end, I almost killed myself. So maybe he wasn't heroin when they were recording this, mm. this video. Well spotted. Good heroin spotting, Andy. Good. <laughs> That's because of our Zamo deep dive. That's what it is, yeah. All of these things connect oh, together. I should probably save this for a Friday episode, but that reminds me, I meant to tell you, but my, you know recent, uh, you know, when we were doing the Zamo deep dive, I told you that my brother Dom knew Zamo. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw my brother at the weekend and said, do you still know Zamo? And he went, yeah, I've become good mates him. In fact, get this, Andy, I am going... Yeah. To his wedding. Wow! Samo's getting married. My brother is going to Samo's wedding soon. Fucking brilliant. And I think... Mentioned that on the Friday as well. Yeah, I think he's willing to give us um, a full review of it as well. Like, he won't come on the pod, but he'll give me the review, which I will report back to our listeners. He'll pass on some notes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Ah, that's good. That's a good update. Nice to know Samo's found love, isn't it? 
It is. It really is, because he'll be getting on a bit now. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Chuff for him. Back to the Rolling Stones, though. She's, um... There's still lots of writhing around. Um... I just the heroin things just because I've just seen a bit where Charlie blinks but really slowly, so I just assumed yeah. heroin. <laughs> so it does, doesn't it? Makes yeah. you blinking, slows you blinking down. It does. That's the main reason people take it. Cocaine makes you blink faster. Yeah. And heroin slows you blinking right down. I tell you. you can yeah, tell. and ecstasy makes you blink all wonky, one eye than the yeah. other. More like winking, really. Um, yeah. Jagger's wearing a lot of eyeliner. We haven't mentioned that yet. He, that's true it, he all of a sudden so just takes off through the through the ruins climbs up some mm. rocks like literally just abandons the rest of the band and yeah. disappears through a sort of an archway and then yeah. he cuts back Keith Richards is left sort of front centre and he's like looking up like wow where the fuck's Mick yeah. going and then it and then it, Mick it shows Mick and he goes right up to the camera and he is wearing very heavy eyeliner I happen to think it looks lovely yeah Keith's doing a thing where he's pointing the neck of his guitar towards Mick as if he's almost, yeah. like, ushering him yeah. up the steps towards this archway. He's, like, encouraging him. His face is kind of like, go on, Mick. Go on. Get up that fuck. Get up them fucking steps. See those, what's through that archway. Go and have a sniff about up there. See what's going yeah. on through on the other side of that archway. And he does. And he does. And there he is. Yeah. He's having a bit of a sing. Pokes his head around the corner. Sings at us with the eyeliner on. Very camp. Keith's laughing, all of it. Keith's like, ah, yeah, you go on, Mick. Then cuts back to the woman who's who's watching this on telly, and then all of a sudden Mick's about to have a bit of dinner. He's in a flat, or someone's fucking flat. He's decided to put sunglasses on at this point, which is weird because at the beginning of the song, he's outside not wearing sunglasses, and as soon as he goes inside, he puts some sunglasses on, and then he sits down at a dining table. It's still inside the ruin, I think, looking at the Is walls. It? But there's someone's all furniture in that. It. Oh, someone's yeah, well, furniture. Right. Yeah, I think there's a corner. I'm getting a bit peckish. Uh, is there a canteen in these ruins? I don't know. Maybe it's up there through that arch. So a tea room. <laughs> so he goes in and he has to sit down, puts his shades on. There's a bottle of Bacardi. It, the, the cups, they're not glasses. They seem to be just plastic cups. The kind of you would get at a kid's birthday party. Um, which maybe is from the catering truck. He's got a bottle of Bacardi, pours himself a drink, he's got the shades on. The woman's watching this, horrified for some reason. It's not that horrifying. It's just Mick Jagger having a bit, ready to have a bit of dinner. And um, I'd be fucking horrified if Jagger turned up at mine. He opens the fridge, dinner. though. Oh, my God. He's opened the fridge. I can see yeah. some Pepsi. Let's see what's in the fridge. What's for lunch then? You got any, look. Yeah, you got any Daryling triangles or something like that? I spread them on a crisp bread, nice and easy. <laughs> Couple of them will do me for me lunch. Tide me over. <laughs> I'm not a heavy eater during the day. <laughs> Opens the fridge, and there's a severed foot in there. Um, there's a lot of blood. What else can we see? Oh, and there's also a head, mm. uh, a woman's head. Blonde woman's head. Um, it's very American Psycho, that, isn't it? He always liked blondes, didn't Although he? Although I don't think American Psycho was actually out yet, so... I don't think it was, no. I mean, that was very much the vibe, wasn't it? So, I yeah. don't know, maybe Brett Easton Ellis um, was influenced in part by this. Who knows? It's it's your video nasty kind of era, this, isn't it, 83? Yeah. Because 
American Psycho, he talks a lot in it about Phil Collins and Huey Lewis in the news, Absolutely. which is a few years later. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And Whitney Houston, actually, which was mm. much like, yeah, that's certainly 86, 87. Kind of 86, mm. yeah. So uh, Mick, Mick's not asked. He reaches for a bottle of something out of the fridge. He just ignores the foot and the head. Um, there's a nice kind of... Uh, is it a Welsh dresser, would you describe it as? Yeah. Yeah, there were, yeah you know, get a Welsh <laughs> dresser in there. It's quite good for, like, displaying your best crockery uh, and that. But there's no crockery on it. Yeah, where's and the director? I, I think it would be nice if we rustled up a Welsh dresser to sit in this bit <laughs> of the video. Yeah, I know there's a lot of steps to climb with it, but someone's going to do it. It'd be hey, quite, the guy. All right. Once the video shoots over, do you reckon I could keep that Welsh dresser? <laughs> <laughs> There's some straw as well I've and been some plants. one for a while. <laughs> the Welsh dresser seems to match with the chair as well. That's part of a set. It's very nice. So there's some dinner there on a plate. I don't know what it is. It looks like it might be a full English. Um, but he's got, a, got himself a bottle, a bottle of wine, I think, out of the fridge full of body parts. So he's got a fucking bottle of Bacardi on the go. And uh, and a bottle of wine, and it seems to be a nice lunch hour for Mick. But then, but then, all hell breaks loose, um, and a couple of chainsaws start scything their way through the fucking door. Yeah, it doesn't look arsed at first. And you're like, aye aye, what's all this? They uh, they mark an X, and he, this is when he's doing his rapping. I think I haven't got the sound on. Okay. Let's have a little listen. Put her in the refrigerator. Yeah, this is the way he's doing his American rapping. Yeah. <clears throat> and we can't play it because of, you know, copyright reasons. But you yeah. need to go and listen to I this. I might look up the lyrics, though, because it, the, they really are the... <clears throat> it's... I found them. Yeah. Where is it? <clears throat> he says... Um, Shall I try and do it in an American kind of accent? Yeah. He says, um, <clears throat> a friend of mine was this Japanese who had a girlfriend in Paris. He he had to date over six months, and eventually she said yes. You know, he took her to his apartment, cut off her head, put the rest of her body in the refrigerator, ate her piece by piece, put her in the refrigerator, put her in the freezer. <laughs> and when he ate her, he took her bones to the Bois de Boulogne. By chance, a taxi driver noticed him burying the bones. You don't believe me? Truth is stranger than fiction. We drive through there every day. <laughs> this is but this is a bullshit story by Mick Jagger. <clears throat> yeah. Right, he doesn't know anyone like this. He's, he admitted, I think we were reading, that he made up a lot of the rapping on the spot. And what mm. he knew was he wanted it to be scary and he wanted to tap into the video nasty craze, as you say. Yeah. So this is fucking bollocks. The, but it kind of uh, was based on a real story, though, as we discussed in the last episode. It was that oh, guy, yeah. the, the Japanese the guy, guy who was still a cannibal. At large. Yeah, he, he he let himself out because the the, the admin error or something like that, the paperwork hadn't been filled in properly after he'd been deported to Japan. They sent him back to Japan with the intention of putting him in prison. He went, nah, nah, you haven't got a certificate. I'm I'm at large. Here I come, and he was out. Um, and then he became like a minor celebrity, didn't he? The, the, there's another fill just a little bit later in the song that I think since we've got the lyrics up we might as well say this is the exact bit of rapping where I actually had to pull over on the road and text you the <clears> song <throat> yeah. so like WhatsApp you the link to the song 
um, because he carries on singing a little bit and then he stops, he raps again. But by this stage, he decides to drop the transatlantic accent and he just starts talking (laughs) in full Mick Jagger. And he just goes like this. These are the exact lyrics. I'm reading these from the actual lyric sheet online. He just suddenly stops singing. He goes, here, did you ever see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Horrible, wasn't it? Horrible, wasn't it? You know, people ask me, is it really true, you know, where you live in Texas? Is that really true, what they do around there, people? I say, hey, now every time I drive through the crossroads, I get scared there's a bloke running around with a fucking chainsaw. Yes, Mick actually swears. There's a bloke running around with a fucking chainsaw. Oh, no, he's going to cut off me. Oh, no, don't saw off me leg. Don't saw off me arm. Very, uh, very, very with nail and eye vibes, that, isn't it? He yeah, will, uh, he's going yeah. to pull my head off. <laughs> I'm going to pull your head off because I don't like you. Please don't pull my head off. Oh, no. Oh, he's going to cut off me. Oh, don't saw off me. Like, don't saw off me. He's totally like ad-libbing here. Um, yeah. But it doesn't go that well. He continues. It's not over there. He then says, when I go to the movies, you know, I'd like to see something more romantic. You know, like <laughs> an officer and a gentleman or something. Something... You, you can take the wife too. You know what I mean? And at this stage, you're just like, Mick, what the fuck are you... What is going on here? You're just doing film reviews now and not even good ones. <clears throat> just like, you're just riffing on the sort of films you like to watch. Absolute feels, fucking madness. It feels very one-tick, yeah. that bit, doesn't it? Yeah, very much. Um, and then the bit later on where he's singing, I'm looking at the lyrics now, he's singing, Pretty ladies, don't be scared. Pretty ladies, don't be scared. Pretty ladies, don't despair. There's still so much love. So he's kind of saying, you know, it's not all about you ladies getting beheaded and that all over the place. It's not just, that's not your future. Mm. It doesn't have to be. There's still a lot of love around. Mm. And I think Mick Jagger's the man to um, distribute that love. But... um, Jalapeño. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. The chainsaws make their way through the door. And of course, it's Keith. And then there's another one coming through the window, um, which is uh, the dirty pervert Bill Wyman. And the woman is watching this on TV still and is... <clears throat> oh, she wipes her nose. Wipes her hand across her nose and she seems to have blood on her. Yeah, a lot of blood starts coming out face. of weird places at this stage in the video. <clears throat> mm. It's like, what is reality? What is fantasy? What is... So she goes, takes a, takes a tablet. She runs to the bathroom, takes a tablet, turns the tap on to get some water, obviously to wash the tablet down. 
And uh, what is it that comes out of the tap, Sam? Blood. It's blood. More blood. Fucking ever. Um, By the way, you missed that. Like Keith is this stage is just going at all the all her furniture with the fucking chainsaw as well. He's just chopping up yeah. chairs and tables. We don't see much of him at this point. He just we just see them coming in. And then there's a bit later on as well, where, of course, where they do a little dance around him. So the mid- blood coming out of the taps is from a film. I think it's Poltergeist. Definitely happens, doesn't it? In um, right. I can't I'm remember not what a horror, horror film of this of this era. But um, it's it's good. It is genuinely scary when blood comes out of taps. Right. Especially if you've moved into a new house and it happens. Like you, yeah. you moved earlier this year or just before Christmas. Yeah, I did. Um, what? No, nothing like that going on in your new rig the, when you first moved in. The bathroom taps got kind of a banging noise, which needs sorting sometimes. No blood though. But that's just something to do with the pipes. Okay. Um, no blood as yet. Um. You used to sometimes get brown water would come out of the taps, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that was rust. When we were younger. I think that was, was that rust? I think that was the, the old-fashioned pipes rusting up and you just had rust right. water. It's good for you, mate. Yeah, it's fine oh, yeah, to drink. drink it. Yeah, it's fine yeah, to it drink. Was, it was kind of like Bovril, wasn't it? Yeah. You just think, oh, the water's nice. brown today. I'll have a drink of that. Ma- ma'am, some good shall stuff I have it? clear water or brown water? <laughs> have some brown water before you go off to school. It'll give you strength. <laughs> Fill you up. Yeah. <laughs> It'll put hairs on your chest. <laughs> So she's uh, she got blood coming out of the taps, so she goes to ring someone. I, I assume the waterboard. But then there's fucking blood coming out of the earpiece of the phone as well. So that's, that's put the kibosh on that. So now she needs to contact the waterboard and British Telecom. But she can't ring British Telecom because obviously there's blood coming out of the um, out of the earpiece. Back to the ruin. Mick's doing a kind of a kind of body popping strut down yeah. the stairs. It's it's like. Everything that you've ever thought about Mick Jagger's dancing, everything you envisage about Mick Jagger's dancing, watch this video. He does it all. He does the chicken. He does a sort of weird limbo. He body pops. He's fucking literally leaping about at some stages. It's it's really super mad. It's it's that good. It really is. Um, Mick's got some blood on the side of his head. And this is the bit where he gets to the bottom of the stairs and we see... um, Is it... Is it Ronnie Wood? I think, yeah, it's, it's Ronnie Wood and Keith Richards. And they've both got chainsaws. And they're kind of... It looks like they're trying to chop up Mick, but Mick's just doing some smart body moves and he evades them. <laughs> but they're not trying that hard. It's almost like when you would do this in a... I don't know, in a school play or something to make it look like you're attacking somebody, they're but wafting. you're not. They're, they're lazily they're, wafting. Wafting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, flailing. Have you noticed how Mick's well, shirt keeps getting more and more undone as well? Yes, does it? Right. And then so it goes it back up bit. again. But there's a bit where he's dancing right, right out to the camera and his hair is covered in sweat. He's dr- he's drenched in perspiration. Right. And he's going really mad and screaming. And his shirt is undone to the navel at this stage. <laughs> there's a bit as well where Roddy Wood goes for his, his, his feet with the chainsaw and Mick just kind of flicks it away with the outside of his heel yeah get off go on you bloody menace (laughs) and meanwhile the woman's just going mad I mean have you seen the bit where the blood comes out of her phone she um, yeah we just did that yeah yeah so yeah I mean there's blood coming out of everything She's on all fours in the middle of the floor of the apartment. Yeah. Then we see inexplicably there's some 
local guy with a dog. Um, this might be Mexico, maybe somewhere in South America. He's got like um, a nice patterned blanket and a, a fedora hat, and he's got a dog with him. Has he got a gun? I'm not sure. Is he relevant? There's Don't blood know. pouring down the front of our telly now as well. This is just unacceptable. Charlie's playing the fucking bongos, um, clapping his hands. You'd be Heroin's straight onto Rumbelows, wouldn't you, if your fucking TV started pissing yeah, blood? Especially if you rented it. You'd especially be like, it. fuck's sake, Dukes of Hazard's coming on in a minute. How can I watch it with this all over the screen, you cunt? Send someone round. What? A week? No, I need someone now. Reminds you a little bit of the jam sketch where Mark heaps the tele- television repairman and that goes to fix the TV that's full of lizards. <laughs> and there's lizards up the wall and everything. It's a bit like that. This might, this might be the inspiration for that. So now Mix outside. She's The woman's trying to fix the telly. I think she's trying to change the channel. Mix outside. He's took his jacket off. The shirt's almost down to his navel. She's banging the top of the telly, which of course used to be the feel-safe way yeah, of getting a, a, a knack of telly to work yeah. on it, you just bang the top of it. So she's doing that. There's the fella again with the dog. Don't know what his purpose is. She's uh, she's not having a good night. Now Mick's got his jacket back on. Now he's got his jacket off. Mm. <laughs> There's no continuity whatsoever in this. Uh, as you say, his shirt's undone. He's drenched in sweat. Uh, the tension is rising massively. Mixed back in among the band, indoors again. Shirts right down, almost open. Keith fucking busting some moves. Mick looks petrified. Uh, we're meant to be frightened by this, are we? Are we meant to be? I think he's supposed to be scaring us. But the the thing is about the Rolling Stones is they're not scary, are they? I mean, they certainly weren't entered into our hard bands World Cup. No, they're they not. Weren't. They're not they a scary weren't. band. This is them trying to behave in a scary way, but there's nothing scary about them at all. Uh, Keith, in a way, sort of likes to think of himself as scary, but mm. he tries so hard to be weird and scary that it's like sort of embarrassing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just always cast your mind back to when they were like starting out in like 1964 or whatever. And they'd wear suits. And Keith yeah. had a nice haircut and everything. You think, well, that's who you are, basically. Yeah. He was a nice, tidy boy for mummy back in those <laughs> yeah, days. He's a lovely boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything else is just a pause. So the woman's gone across. She's crawled across to the um, to the wall and she's pulled the plug out of the socket, which seems to be the right thing to do. That's going to so, stop the blood coming down I the front of the telly, in a situation like this, yeah. I'd start yeah. unplugging everything that's bleeding. I'd try and unplug yeah. it. I mean, the taps you can't unplug, but you can go and have a go at the stopcock, can't you? You get the stop tap, yeah. But she's pulled the plug out, and then blood starts coming out of the socket as well. Oh, fuck's so sake. That's the source of the blood, clearly. Yeah. She's got blood instead of electricity power in her house. Yeah. Then Mick um, is now is is lying bent over, bent over double. His legs are stretched out apart, and he's flipped himself back in that way that only young agile fit people could do I certainly couldn't do it um, and he's howling uh, and then he's dancing again I mean Jagger was in sweating. his 40s in, in this video but I think yeah. younger than, than me younger than both of us I think he was in his early oh, 40s yeah. which is weird but he um, 
he was fit then and he's fit now funny enough my mate Phil wrote a piece in the Times this weekend he writes about fitness a lot and he wrote about a sort of a tribute to how fit Mick Jagger has remained well into his whatever the fuck he is now 80s is he? he must be nearly 80 now yeah yeah oh yeah he's very live but do you think Mick Jagger would be handy in a in a in a fight in a pub car no I don't think so no not at all even though no, he's, he's even though he's fit and he's got those he's got that long reach and the sort of flexibility. Yeah, he's he's fit, but it's in the same way as like saying, you know, would Steve Cram be any good in a fight? I tell you he's one thing about Jagger, he'd, agility. he'd be hard to land a punch on. Yeah. So I'm saying yeah. he might not do you much damage necessarily, but you'd be hard pressed. I mean I tell you what Mick Jagger could do. He could play for a draw. He could just see out the 12 rounds <laughs> and just wear you down. You'd be yeah. chasing him around like a cunt and he'd be like, I can do this all day. And you'd just be like puffing and wheezing, yeah. fucking swinging haymakers at the cunt. And he'd be like yeah. bending out the way, limboing through your fucking legs. You wouldn't know where you're coming or going. And then in round 12, you'd just fucking collapse and throw in the towel. That all you got? <laughs> that all you that got? Bastard. I could keep going for hours. Uh, Mick wins again, and I haven't even uh, I haven't you haven't laid a glove on me. I'll be like, you haven't laid a glove on me either. You can't. He goes, yeah, well, only one of us is on the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then it's just it's just lots of quick cuts of chaos. Uh, she's got the TV now. The TV's still on, even though she's unplugged it. Um, she's banging it off the wall. And there's just blood, patches of blood on the wall coming out of the telly. I don't know why she um, just didn't leave. I mean, that's what I would have done. As soon as there was the first sign of blood mm. coming out of irregular orifices, I'd be like, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to check into a Premier Inn or whatever, yeah. I'm going to go around my mum's or my mates or even knock for a neighbour. Come back tomorrow, see if it sorted itself out, because these things often do. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's temporary, like the brown tap water. I'll be like, I'll come back tomorrow. If it's still going on, fine, I'll sell the house. I'll ring the council. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> I'm going to have to sell it at a big fucking discount. Because mm. even if they don't, even if the buyer doesn't see this blood shit on their first look around, in the end, they're going to get a survey done. You've got to. <laughs> You've got to get a basic survey done in order to secure a mortgage, yeah. mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's uh, And then she does the classic move of rock and roll which is throw the TV out the window oh um but I've never thrown a TV out the window and I don't think I've ever seen it actually being done before but what happens here is it lands on the ground outside and it explodes yeah like it doesn't just just crash and fall into pieces it explodes well in those days the t- t- those, those big old fashioned TVs had, had people used to call them the tube because they did have a tube in them didn't they that was highly yeah, explosive tube. I was... think I think that now they don't have a tube the flat screen ones no. I don't think they do much no, at all no, if you chuck no them tube. out a window no, put the tube because it's flat screen but those TVs they could really fucking blow up big could, stuff could they have exploded you think I always thought this sort of throwing TVs out the window shit like Keith Moon I always thought it was a complete cunt move do yeah, you know what I mean? totally. And I think yeah. that the sort of people who are impressed by those so-called rock and roll antics are usually fucking nerds or virgins. With tiny penises. Yeah. 
they're sort of like the the fans are like, oh, oh, it was amazing! What a rock god with his antics. But I thought of read mm. about Keith Moon. I think Keith Moon's a fucking prick, mate. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, he's just yeah. Caught, he's like this really posh bloke who was always fucking slaughtered, pissed, and he was mm. always just acting the cunt. Do you know what I yeah. mean? You'd be like, yeah. mate, fucking turn it in. And all that throwing the fucking TV... You know what I think as well? Throwing TV out one day. Who the fuck's going to clear that up? Someone else too. Yeah, and I tell yeah. you it'll be. It'll be some fucking minimum wage, like, maid. Exactly. And, and you'll be yeah. back on your tour bus laughing, telling your mates that you think it makes you hard. Yeah. That you chucked a TV out the window. It, anyway, any it, kid can chuck a TV out the window, you can. It's like... Um, it's the same with Pete Townsend when he smashes his guitar up at the end of each show. Prick. Pete, Pete, you could have donated that to a young, a youth yeah. group, a youth, yeah. youth musical group. A charity, it's so like, like that. it's so sort of um, phony wild man. It's plastic wild man shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's like, it? I'm a wild man. What, because you smashed up your own guitar? You're a fucking you, idiot. You, you're a wild man because you're, you're living in an arrested development state because you can sing some songs yeah. about kissing and it's made you rich and famous and everyone does what you say all day long. You don't have to fucking clock in at nine o'clock and clock off at five. You can just do exactly what you want all the time and that makes you think you can smash a guitar up. But also these bands like The Who, uh, Zeppelin... Right, maybe even Stones, and this will probably alienate a huge amount of our audience now. So, but if, if we're it's about really anything, awful. it's about purposefully alienating our audience. Yeah. But I always think they're the the sort of hardcore of their fan base are nerds and virgins, right? They're those kind of bands because mm. they're like making devil horns with their fingers, going ah, oh, wild men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of quite like basic unimaginative antics like smashing up your tire mm. or chucking a t- TV out the window or what was it Keith Moon did he drove his fucking Rolls Royce into a swimming pool right yeah again he could have if he didn't want the Rolls Royce fine flog it and give the money to like a food bank yeah <laughs> you're yeah. not going to get that's anything. like hard work isn't it you're not going to give it you're not going to get anything from it <laughs> Well, what about we buy any car? Have you ever sold a car to them? I fucking have. And I can tell you, mate, it, it, it was a dream. It's a piece of piss, is it? Oh, you think there's going to be a catch, don't you? You think, oh, I'll get there. I'd heard yeah. these stories when it started, like, they, they trick you. They, you get to some services miles away from home, and they shift the goalposts and say, last minute, no, we're not. We're not going to pay you that because we've noticed a scratch that you didn't declare online. Shove a bug over your head. And you're Shove there the and you're like, oh, fucking hell, I can't be bothered at this stage going back. All right, fine, I'll take it. Yeah, or they they get the old chloroform. They fucking mm. stick there and then, like, they put you out. They chuck you in the back of a van. They bum you with a fucking snooker cue. And then they, yeah. and then they fucking chuck you out in a lake and you just wake up like, fucking hell, what happened? My Nissan Qashqai's <laughs> gone, I'm penniless and my arse is bleeding. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> we buy any car. <laughs> we bum we any cunt you more, like. <laughs> we fuck you over in the woods. <laughs> com. But all of that is not what happens. When no. I sold a car to them, I went online, I fucking just typed in, yeah, I've got this car, this is what it's like. And they went, all right, we'll pay you this amount. And then I turned up at some garage in Fulham and the geezer <laughs> just fucking, I, got, I gave him my papers. He barely looked at the car, he just gave me a load of money. <laughs> wow, cash. 
No, it wasn't cash, but they did a transfer, but then we waited yeah. until I saw it show in my account. Bang. Wow. Done, Amazing mate. stuff. It's fucking stuff. great. That's kind of the end of the video. Yeah. The TV explodes. Mick has got his hands across his, over his face in a kind of um, horrified motion, and that is, uh, that's your lot. That's too much blood by the Rolling Stones. I would recommend um, you listen to it. The rapping is sensational. You watch the video yeah, yeah, and it's... Yeah. The video is just... I mean, it's mad. It's really mad. It looks like mm. it cost a few quid as well. But I suppose this was the golden age of videos, wasn't it? There's probably some famous yeah, Oscar-winning cinematographer made this. You yeah, mentioned the lighting that's... earlier and you were right. It looks <clears throat> glossy and expensive. Um, did we, didn't we see it was Julian Templer directed it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you found yeah. it out. So there Good you director. Go. Um... Yeah, that's it, that's it. Then we'll be back with another history box or maybe a life logistics. Fuck knows next time. Um, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>